And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, your host here at Startup Hustle, uh, covering Tuesdays, all things e-commerce and Amazon, founder of Marknology. I've got another Amazon agency founder here with me today, Stephen Pope. I'm super hey, excited yes. to have you on the show. Uh, Stephen, say hello. Um, I'd love to just get into your story a little bit. I, I, I think we've got, you know, we've got an hour here, a little less, and I have a lot of stuff I kind of want to run by you. I haven't had another agency owner on the show yet. I've had a lot of people in the space. Yeah, so welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Yeah, no problem. Welcome, welcome. And um, one shout out to our sponsor before we get started, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Steven, um, you know, before we're talking about the show, I, I um, you know, I, we didn't get much into your background, just kind of kind of covering the basics. I'd really like to know um, how you got into the Amazon space, um, if you've always been in IT or e-commerce or like how you made that move. So go back as far as you like, but let's start a little bit with the background. All right, origin story, here we go. So I started out my career as a television reporter, made money growing up teaching chess lessons. I, I did debate in college. Um, the thing that I wish I could go back to college for though, fun fact, is I would I wish I could learn how to persuade people. Okay. Right? Like I learned how to argue, I did not learn how to persuade people. That would have been a way more important business skill for me to pick up. Um, but when I started out as a television reporter, I loved being a reporter. Hated working in the news industry. That thing collapsed in 08. Um, and I um, was the last reporter hired at my station. Two years later, it went under. The week I left, literally the week after I left, the station went under. So um, <clears throat> I decided, I, you know what, I need to go into a growing sector. So I broke into marketing, went back to school, picked up an MBA. Uh, and I wished goodbye the days when I was a television reporter doing live weather hits at night. 10 o'clock at night in the middle of the Wisconsin blizzard, my, you know, my hair froze over. I know for those that are watching, I don't have any hair left, but I did. I promise. I promise I had hair and it froze over and I went on television and I missed my cue. I couldn't even see the cameraman. It was so yeah. blizzardy. And, and uh, I looked like an idiot. I felt like an idiot. And I looked, I, I thought to myself, everybody else is home in their pajamas right now. And I should probably also go home. Um, and, and be done with this. And so that was the week I decided, um, after I went back to school, picked up an MBA, I found a way to break into marketing. And for, so did about a decade on corporate experience. So I sold everything from women's plus size clothing, higher education, uh, gold and silver coins, kitchen equipment. I worked for the British. I worked for the French. I worked for the Germans, you name it. Uh, even, even went out and visited, um, European countries as part of some of my jobs and, and I, you know, if, if I had to summarize everything that I've learned in e-commerce, the concept of just do it is a critical component. So I'm a hustler. I'm the guy that went and just did it uh, over and over again. Well, over those course of those relationship buildings, I, I worked for like four, 
four failed startups in a row. Okay. Okay. Um, and most people would have learned their lesson and decided, you know what, I'm not going to do another startup. Um, instead, I went and created my own startup. <laughs> so I took everything I learned from failed startups and created my Amazon guy. Um, relationship building is a critical component. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm on record saying I'm never selling my agency. And so anybody that builds a relationship with me can know for the rest of their lives, my Amazon guy is going to be owned by Stephen Pope. Um, I built out side hustle consulting before I started the agency. And that's what propelled me into building the agency is because um, just there was so much request, so much demand in the Amazon space. And it was like, you know what, why am I clocking in at an eight to five job? Um, want to go work for myself. So now I do. Amazon, my Amazon guy is now 38 employees based of Atlanta full service agency, every, anything that it takes to grow traffic and improve conversion rates on Amazon. I love it. We're living and breathing the same stuff. Um, and Marknology turned seven um, in August. So about the same timeline, um, you know, I think Marknology just might be a little bit slower or a little bit smaller or slower to slower to scale. Um, my my but, Amazon guy is not even three years old, um, but uh, we we went for exceptional growth. Put on I that love, gas. Just I love that. And I, I'm, you know, over the last three years, um, it was really like freelancing and consulting in the beginning, you know, honestly, Absolutely. Um, trying to build an agency, but really market had wasn't I was too early, almost, um, you know, there weren't enough brands, there weren't enough businesses that were willing to invest in the Amazon space. That's a really interesting comment. I never would have, I, man, I, the, the too early comment, I don't you don't hear that very often in the entrepreneurial world, right? Like you hear too late. You don't hear too early very often. I, I honestly feel like I was, you know, slamming my head against the wall, um, you know, seven years ago, eight years ago, because I was I was an e-commerce manager at corporate and um, was freelancing on the side. And, you know, I was working. I worked with Adidas off of Upwork um, and a couple other brands like that. that I was just like, how are these brands? Um, you know, they they're hiring these big agencies. They need someone small like me. Why? Um, you know, and is that yeah. no one was focusing on Amazon. So I was like, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. Like I need to focus on this, but I think I was the only one that had that moment, uh, because the, you know, just finding work, there wasn't, there weren't Amazon conferences. There wasn't Amazon content getting put out there that was pro Amazon or anti Amazon. It was really just like website designers, Facebook ads, people, Google ads, people that were like, no, spend your money on, on Google versus Amazon. I mean, there's truth to all of that, right? But it was it, the other side of the story wasn't getting told. So I was really feel like I was going uphill, um, you know, getting brands to not only want to focus on Amazon, um, but invest in it. Well, that investment paid off, my friend. I mean, you've got, you, I, I think you mentioned uh, before we hit the record button today, you have multiple siblings working with you and other family members. That's awesome. I do. And I, uh, you, your dad's working with you as well, I think in some capacity. My, my father just started working for me. He, he retired as a, as a weatherman in Utah. I actually followed a little bit in his footsteps on the tail end of the, the golden era of television. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, that's why I have my own podcast, my Amazon guy podcast, because, uh, I still miss the reporter days in some ways. It's fun to talk to people, hear the stories. Yeah. I like that. And, um, you know, for me, I, I've only been on the podcast. Uh, well, I was a guest for several years, um, just as like a regular guest to talk Amazon. Um, but I've been a host since, you know, the beginning of 2020 about and it's been a great way for me to continue to talk to people and, and build relationship and network during a pandemic. Um, I don't know what I would have done without it. Uh, you know, so I've really enjoyed uh, being able to talk to people like you um, that are a lot like me. 
it's it's fun to do. It's fun to do. And we're going to have you on the My Amazon Guy podcast too. So it's going to be fun to um, reverse engineer our conversation today. And I'll be asking the questions next time. All right, awesome. Well, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it 100% Stephen Pope today, or as as close as I can to get to get the most out of it. I want to talk like I only know my path to building an agency. I'll be honest. Like you know, the way I've done it, like um, I haven't really gotten into some of the guts of um, you know anyone else's journey to building an agency. I, I know some other high level consultants um, that I I'm like that's an expert. I like I know that person and they know their stuff and I would like, you know, vouch for them. Um, but most of them have like a smaller operation or they're, they're like, you know, they're individuals that really know their stuff on the agency side. I haven't really gotten to know anyone at that level. And so I would love to just kind of pick your brain through some of that. And, you know, my mentor was telling me um, scaling an agency is is one of the hardest things to do. You know, um, it's, it is very hard. So this this concept that Amazon is passive income is a fat lie. Right. Like you go on YouTube and you're hit with blatant ads and they're like, check me out of my Lamborghini. And uh, I got all this stuff in my house and check out my hot wife. And it's all because I sold on Amazon. What they don't tell you is it's a grueling amount of work to build. It's even harder to build an agency and scale that because I'm not in the business of owning an agency. Not at all. I'm in the business of HR and people. And if you had had that conversation with me even a year ago, I would not have understood that, right? Like just, just having employees is a completely different ball game um, at, at, at a different level, right? Like I got to deal with, with people's emotions. I have to deal with uh, burnout, right? Like every agency ever has one of two problems. It's always a teeter-totter between problems, two, two problems. It's either you have too many clients or not enough clients. And it's very difficult to ride that balance very delicately. Um, I'm a scaler. I'm a growth hacker, right? So like I'm constantly focused on sales and marketing and I'm going to grow this thing until it breaks at the seams. Now that is great from a bottom line standpoint, but could be very troublesome from an operation standpoint if I don't have my operations excellence in place. So, um, when I talk to other agencies, um, most of the time, something that's unique about us is our employee to client ratio is very different. Right. Like a lot of other agencies, they're they're tapping out at three or four clients per employee um, at, at our agency. We're, we're double or triple that. And and so um, that's very unique. And, and I've, I've been trying to answer that question and wrap my head around that as I talk to other agencies this year. Like what what is the reason for that? Um, and, and by the way, uh, if you go to my you know, if you look at my testimonials and success stories, I have the same amount of credibility, same amount of people saying, hey, this is great but we're able to produce on more fronts than a typical agency. And that's been the success of my, my particular growth, in my opinion. Um, but, but basically if, if you, you know, if you look at like what agencies typically focus on, right. So like a lot of agencies are like, I want to make something look pretty. I'm going to, I'm going to go for perceptional value ads. Um, that's not us, right? Like we don't make pretty PDF PowerPoints and saying, Hey, look at all the great things we're doing for you. Instead, I get on a, I get like on an intro call with a potential client. Like this is how this call would actually go. If you Mm -hmm. called me up right now and wanted to hire me, I'd say, cool. My Amazon guy, 38 employees based out of Atlanta. We focus on growth. There are two ways we grow sales for Amazon traffic generation. That's everything from search engine optimization to PPC and second conversion rate improvements. Get them there, get them to buy. Yep. And, and that includes a plus content and your designs that includes 
uh, massaging the, the catalog data and all the catalog issues you deal with and merchandising the product. And if by the time you hang up the phone with me today and you think I can grow yourselves, hire me. Single one-page agreement, boom, we're in business together. And I live and die by growing their sales. If I don't grow their sales, they fire us. I only mm -hmm. request a three-month commitment. And, and that's because we really ride and die based on growing sales. So that's, that's really us in a nutshell. Well, we are definitely aligned, Stephen. I'll tell you that much. Um, that's literally like a, pl a play out of my playbook. And, you know, one thing I think that's interesting is neither of us come from an agency background. Um, yep. I didn't work for another agency before I started my own. Right. And me neither. So there's a lot of um, trial and error in, in regards or just like doing it differently than, than, you know, someone from the outside. For the longest time, it was really hard for me to take mentorship or coaching because yes. I, I felt like no one was actually into my business. Right. They weren't they were trying to fit me in a mold of a branding agency or an advertising agency. And I'm like, Amazon is art and science. It's data driven. Um, but you know, you we're looking at keywords. We're like, we're looking at photos and graphics and you're, you're thinking outside the box when it comes to ways to, to tackle a competitor or to attack them. Um, and you know, they're always trying to fit you in this wheel, but now that Amazon has its own kind of space, it's, it's been able to like, okay, now that I've kind of figured it out a little on my own, I can take that coaching and that mentorship and apply it in a way that, that makes a lot more sense because it's just a different ball game. Well, we're turning on the heat today, uh, and that's why I'm putting on my AC right now. These are, this is a good conversation. Um, I struggle with that a lot, and and really, entrepreneurs they they do need mentorship on some level. But the best advice I'll probably drop on the pod today is just follow your gut. Yep, and just do it. Hustle every day, and just keep doing what you think is best, because no amount of mentorship is going to convince you. Uh, to not follow your gut. So you might as well just do what you think is best. And your business model may be unique. You may not run into somebody else who runs the same business operation the way that you would. Every business ever needs three things to run. Operations, finance, and marketing. And, and you don't need to get an A in all three of those. You need one to get an A in. You get a, a C's get degrees in the other two, you'll be just fine. But you need to be exceptional at one. And so often the times a lot of uh, brand owners that hire agencies are really strong at sourcing and operations, and they pair really well with an agency who's good at marketing. So I'm a marketer. I understand tech, but I do not have an IT background. Um, I have a communication background and I, and I think about things um, and storytelling in that regard. But I, um, you know, I, I spent time in the SEO world on the corporate side. I spent time running acquisition campaigns in the PPC world. So I've run Google campaigns myself. Um, one, of my, one of my biggest SEO projects I ever did, Atmix.com. Anybody who wants to see if I'm a qualified SEO expert can go to SEMrush.com, type in Atmex, A-P-M-E-X, American Precious Metals Exchange is what it stands for. And you can see the hire date. I increased Atmix.com by 10 million uniques year over year. And so after building out these operations and helping businesses grow their traffic and helping them improve their conversion rates, I was like, I'm onto something. And I'm tired of being in the corporate office room where I have the right ideas and people don't listen to it. They're like, oh, politics, whatever, right? And that's stupid, right? So like, if, if you are um, listening to this conversation at home and you're saying to yourself, yep, that resonates, you need to work for yourself, bottom line. Uh, 
Um, and once you work for yourself, uh, I saw the mat, the mic tap there. That's a good mic one. drop. You can just drop it right here. Like that was, <laughs> that was bomb. That was fire. Uh, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And if you're afraid, you're not alone, right? Like how many people are like, 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 like take a, so I'm, I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This, this is topical for sales argument, right? Like Mormons go out and knock on doors for two years and, and share the gospel. And they're told no every single day, multiple times, dozens of times a day, right? Like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about Jesus with you, right? They make great marketers. <laughs> you can hire a Mormon. They can handle rejection. You should, <laughs> right? Like they understand how to get the message out and talk about the good faithful book, right? Like, so but, but let's uh, talk about that for a second. Sure. Okay. We, we don't really talk about religion or politics much, but I have a, I'm a, uh, I was a missionary kid as well. So I grew up in, I'm fourth generation preachers kid. Um, wow. So I got some lineage, you know, and, um, you know, when you were saying, I wish I had had a, a degree in persuasion, right? I, I was also in like Bible stuff as a kid growing up, like Bible quizzing and it's like kind of like debate, you know, it's uh, a yeah. memorization. Here's my, uh, here's my Bible. I'm going to thump it and you're going to, you're going to convert. Here we go. Right. But like that's, you know, they like, they preached all this kind of stuff. They pushed all this stuff. And I think it was honestly growing up that way that made me, um, you can never persuade, you can never just get someone to change their mind. Right. And it's, it's not, you know, bartending taught me some sales. I think there is sales and then there's like persuasion. And I'm like, look, I've never seen anyone come to Jesus that wasn't already looking for Jesus. Right. You can't just convince someone that's going about their day, like knock on their door and be like, Hey, by the way, uh, what you're doing is sinning and uh, <laughs> you need to like give all that up and come pay the piper. You know, that doesn't, in my opinion, that doesn't work. I completely um, agree with you, by the way. And, and, you know, and it's it's really like, look, it's, it's you live your life the way you're living your life. You be authentic. You do your thing. People will be attracted to that. And they'll say, hey, what's different about you? And you can say, hey, well, I go to this awesome church, right? And that um, that speaks for itself, you know? And that's, that's something that um, we, I did the door knocking as a kid, whether it was selling candy or, um, and it was brutal. It was brutal getting rejected over and over and over and over again. You're like, why is my dad making me do this? <laughs> uh, but I can definitely relate to that story too much, a little too much. That's, that's awesome. And, and quite frankly, there's a skill set there. There's a really good skill set. Uh, it comes in handy, though. Um, that's probably what made your agency successful is because you were able to put yourself out there and accept rejection and understand that it's okay to get a couple of no's. Eventually, as long as you get one yes, you're in business, my friend. Well, it was a lot like you, honestly. Um, my path was the same way I worked. I So I got a degree in IT, so a little bit different. I got a degree in IT, but my my parents are missionaries, so they communicate a lot. So like that type of communication and understanding how to work with people came naturally, even though I went to school for IT. Got a degree in computer science, uh, security and networking, hated it um took a chance at a startup nine years ago we put we were like one of the first putting like trailer hitches and stuff like that on online we were like taking all these car parts and putting them online now i fix people that do that uh that just don't know what they're doing and putting stuff up um but it was made them a million dollars at that company in that first year and it was like directly what i was touching on ebay and amazon then i went to u.s toy company here in kansas city um and grew them by 1.3 million on amazon um, was realizing the the pains and struggles that brands had from the inside, like map pricing and reselling and these things that the gurus weren't talking about, which is like brand problems and like 
business. Actually rolling uh, your sleeves up and getting stuff done. Right. Yeah. And I was kind of privy to those inside conversations and learned a lot about like, well, this is what a brand is dealing with on the other side of me, so to speak. And, um, but I was learning PPC on the job, um, you know, learning those kinds of things and I've been doing it for other companies. And, and exactly like you, I was, um, I was, I was obsessed with e-commerce because I had always been a musician. Like in school, I was traveling, playing music and, um, always been creating and i i was like i found e-commerce which was this mixture of like tech and and art like it's creative it's like e-commerce like the the name marknology is literally marketing and technology combined that's a great uh, name by the way I, I thank you i think that's where e-commerce is this is i'm not as creative as you i just i just put the word guy next to my name so. well i i have definitely tried to get people to call me the amazon guy around kansas city at least so you know and that's good too and you've coined it um but it was it was those conversations of like going into the marketing meetings on tuesdays or whatever and being like i had been researching all this e-commerce stuff we should be doing like you know and i'm like i've just grown the business by 1.3 million like um I kind of know what I'm talking about. I'm literally obsessed with this stuff and um, just getting deaf ears. If falling on deaf ears was really my catalyst, just like yours to be like, I'm just going to do this for, I'm going to go find the people that want my help and, and give it to as many people as possible. F fun fact. I created my company before Amazon trademarked its own company name, Amazon. What? Yeah. That's awesome. They, they just did that two years ago. Okay. So, yeah. Um, interesting, fun fact. And now now in Google, you can't even use the term Amazon. It pisses me off so bad. I'm like, it's my freaking company name. They didn't have a trademark two years ago. Screw them. How do you okay. get away? How do you, how do you get by that? Uh, I say mag um, or marketplace. And it's not easy. Not easy, by the way. Um, but um, most of my most of my advertising, um, you know, a year and a half ago, it was all word of mouth, right? Like I, I spent $0 on advertising initially. Same, same. Um, and I was growing so fast, I could barely keep up with it. So why spend money to advertise kind of thing? Um, I, I'll tell you, one of the biggest turning points of my success came in June of this last year in 2020. Um, so during March and April, when everybody was freaking the heck out, we lost 30% of our business. Mm -hmm. And then May and June hits. And then we gained 50%. So net plus 20. And it was a roller coaster, like roller coaster. I go on to a podcast for Quiet Light Brokerage in June. And within two weeks, I signed 11 large client deals. Just crushed it, right? Like couldn't have happened at a better time, right place, right time, right message, whatever. I don't know. All of them, every single one of them is still, still client with me. And and we did really great work for them. Most of them have um, like pictures of their, their sales velocity increases on our success and tutorials page and all that good stuff. Um, so there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're, when you're building a company. And sometimes, um, you know, while you were too early, I was, I just hit it just right perfectly. And, you know, our, our gross revenue as a company, and I, I'm very pretty open with what I do and who I am. So I don't have any qualms about sharing it publicly here. But we're, we're up 3x January to January. Um, and there's a lot of growing pains that go into a company when you have that substantial growth, especially during a banner year. Going in, probably the next two years are also going to be banner years because we got all this capital and equity coming into the space. Like you, you, you've been approached to buy your agency. I've been approached to buy my agency, probably between the two of us, almost 20 times, right? Everybody wants a piece of this action. They want the skill set. It's in high demand. Um, so if anybody who is trying to figure out whether to hustle in the e-com space and you haven't made that jump yet, I got to tell you, there is literally not a better sector to jump into right now. 
Yeah. And honestly, you should intern or learn from someone like myself or Steven, join a company, be there for a year. Even you need the caveman fire, as I like to call it. Yeah, the caveman fire. Um, learn, follow somebody, join somebody like, you know, companies like ours are need need people that are passionate about the space that are trying to learn. Um, have you ran into uh, with all this capital coming into the space, you know, Thras.io, uh, um, IPOing and different companies like that that are rolling up brands on Amazon and kind of creating this like frenzy for investment into agencies like ours to, to, to repeat what they've done? Um, have, have you had any trouble keeping your people? Um, you know, have you, have you had people poached or anything like that? Not a single poach. Now, okay. next week, I'm going to call you up and say, Hey, something happened, but, um, you know, knock on wood, but, um, my concept and my culture is teach people. Actually, let me, I'm messing up the saying here. Let me try this again. Um, treat people like they, I can't even remember how to say this, but basically bottom line is this treat people really well. And teach them everything you know. Because if you don't, they're going to stick around and mess your company up. And if you teach them everything you know, they're going to leave your company at some point, someday, probably, right? Uh, you're not going to have a lifelong employee of every, every employee that ever works for you. And But if you do that, then what they will impart onto your business is great. Um, I had one employee that I, I helped get another job um, because I thought he could outgrow me faster than I could help him grow. And now he runs his own agency, right? I love like, that. Yeah. And, and guess what? He and I still talk to each other. And instead of him being on my payroll, I'm on his payroll. Now I send him clients that I can't operate and deal with. And now, and so like, there's always a win in every relationship you ever have. And you got to really think about like, what's the long game. Maybe, maybe one day I'll acquire his agency. You know, maybe I'll roll him back up and say, your book of business is now mine and your employees are now with us. And cool. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe he'll outgrow me and be 5X bigger than me because the dude can out hustle. Who knows? Who knows? It's a small space. And that's what we were talking about before we went live. It was like, um, you know, a lot of people would see you're a competing agency. And a lot of people wouldn't like, I don't want to broadcast you. You don't want to broadcast me. I don't want to benefit your business. And I feel like in this space, I've, I've loved it because it really doesn't have that energy. There's some outlying. It's not wolf. me against you. Right. It's, it's us against Amazon. Against right? Amazon. Exactly. And, and, and it's about painting that picture, right. For brands and being able to like, you know, um, mitigate risk when it comes to Amazon, mitigate risk when it comes to their e-commerce program in, in general. Um, and it's really about collaboration. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, look, Marknology might not be a good fit for you, but I have a great company. He's been on my podcast. He's been referred to me by multiple people. Like, you know, um, you know, on a different side of the country, he might be a great fit for you. Let me make an introduction. Right. And, you know, me and you might have that relationship going forward where just because a brand, there's other ways to work with people or engage with people. Um, and that's happened multiple times in my business. Um, you know, we talked about being authentic and just being transparent. And, um, you know, I've always had my sister in my corner telling me, Andrew, like, just be yourself. Uh, you know, if you want to wear a hat, wear a hat. If you want to, um, you know, talk a certain way, storytell, go ramble on like, that's you just be yourself. And that will attract the right people. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, because sometimes clients aren't a good fit, you know, and it's, uh, but what relationships do we have? Um, you know, who, who else is in this space and, and the networking and relationship part of it that you've been, that you've been harping on is so big. So, so WandaVision was released the other day. And for those that aren't Marvel fans, I won't spoil anything, but I will say this, it's a criticism of the TV errors. They go through each episode 
like here's the 50s, here's the 60s, et cetera. At one point in time, you see the, the two separated single beds combined together as symbolism for them going through these eras. It's really cool. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because um, today, in, in today's age, you have to be authentic. Because back then on the television era, it was acting, right? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we still have actors that, you know, try and control society and whatever. And we could go into deep conversations on manipulation and acting. But for you and me, it's all about authenticism, because if we are not authentic, we will have zero audience. Right. And if we have zero audience, we have zero business. So that's why I give all of my trade secrets out openly. Got 500 videos on YouTube with my best stuff. Because I know, and, and by the way, I don't get like thousands of video views on every video, right? Like, you know, my, my most popular video, yeah, I bought 100,000 views, right? Like, totally going to admit that. Um, but my best organic content might top out at 5,000, 10,000 views. But nonetheless, uh, for Did every- you handle 5,000 or 10,000 clients? No, definitely not. So, but, uh, but- 10 more. We talked about 11 coming from a podcast and that being a big deal. I know that. I've, I think my biggest was signing 14 in a two-month window. Um, and my team was- They're like- this is hell. Stop. Right. I'm, I'm lucky that I've had my family. Honestly, some people say don't work with your family. Like my family has been like, they'll bend over backwards to make this thing work and put in that extra time that you're not going to get from people that don't buy into your vision. You know, so I've been lucky to have them for those moments when we've been trying to scale 14 clients at a time, 5,000 views. Like everyone thinks like I got to be like an influencer, 4.1 million, you know, whatever likes or comments or, or people following you. And if you are great kudos that sounds like more stress than i want but okay. i would love you know um a thousand views and 10 clients uh that would be more than i could handle you know so to anyone listening out there like you don't need a hundred thousand views it's it's good for if someone's coming to the channel and being like okay i want to check this video out but that's not really what really gets you business it, it it doesn't so if you see somebody with lots of views they're bought most likely especially in our space um so by the way, I actually have started looking into hiring a YouTube uh, expert or consult. Okay. And, and uh, cause I, I'm like, man, why am I only getting a hundred views on average, whatever. Right. And so I was looking at this week and lo and behold, one of the most popular YouTube consultants, he's booked out until March, his entire team. So, okay. so it's like, even if I wanted to help, I couldn't find it right now. Um, but uh, uh, so I'm going down that path a little bit. Well, let's, um, let's talk about that just for a second, because sure. like I invested into YouTube and I'm actually like I'm launching my TV show with the the founders of Startup Hustle. We're doing Startup Hustle TV. It launches cool. February 1st. It's not just Amazon. It's me. It's my my mentors, the founders of the podcast. It's Lauren Conway. It's um, we've got some home builders as part of the show. We're all just doing this like GoPro authentic content, submitting it in. We have kind of a, a formula we're following, um, but I think it's going to be really awesome stuff. And um, where was I going with that? YouTube. Okay, yeah, sorry. YouTube. Yeah, and storytelling. Like, so I've got my YouTube. I tried doing that on my own. Now I'm part of the podcast and we're doing it again as a team. And I'm super pumped because I'm like, if I was telling these brands stories or telling our stories and putting out content, authentic content about Amazon, I think it would be awesome. And I think people would buy into it. This is like 2018, 2019. So I've got some, some videos up. Um, but what I've really learned from the videos and the YouTube and the content creation is less about finding those guys and girls that want to be entrepreneurs or start an agency or like that hustle mindset or that whatever. It's been more of a validation tool to the brands that are looking to hire me 
or hire our company, they, you know, YouTube's a big search. They'll watch 20 videos before they hire you and they're like, hey, shut up and take my money. They're like, I already know you. Let's do business. You know, like, and hey, I, you're, you're famous. I've, I've, I know who you are. And I'm like, cool. I have no idea who you are, but sure, I'll take your cash. That's that's it's literally like it's not about just the YouTube audience. I think that like we're competing with the gurus in that way where they're just getting the, they're kind of creating these flashy shows and like they've got some visuals, whether it's a car or women or islands or their, their business model is ads, not growing Amazon businesses. Exactly. My point being that the views have nothing to do with it. They validate and build trust with my audience and for other founders out there listening um, that are thinking about doing video or YouTube. Sure. You can get an SEO expert and get more organic reach. I push that like you should, and there's a way to optimize every platform, but at the same time, simply having my videos there, someone comes in and types Marknology or they link out from my site and they're like, Hey, yeah, I watch, I went through your videos or I watched five or six. Um, we now have a relationship, even if it's digital, digitally for what we can, it's a better relationship than starting a call off cold. Um, and that might be view 501 for somebody um, or 502. And, and it could be a, the biggest brand that you have yet coming to your business. I'll, I'll drop a book reference. If, if somebody who's looking to go down that path, Micro Famous is the book you should check out. Um, that will help you understand like how to build that micro audience and factor in there. A micro Famous. Micro Famous. I love it. And, and by the way, I added the guy, I added the author of Microfamous on LinkedIn. And I said, hey, following the advice of your book, do you have somebody that would be a good guest on my podcast? He responded. And I introduced um, somebody who knew how to launch books on Amazon. Okay. And it was cool. So we brought him onto the podcast. So like, uh, those are the kinds of things that can happen. No, I love that. And I, I feel like um, I'm kind of at that tipping point right now in my business where my content I've been putting out for years is kind of at that tipping point um, where it's making introductions and just random connections that you didn't know you had, um, you know, and they just they build and multiply over time. We, we have a title of uh, Amazon Selling 101 because we're going to tie these into some articles and um, perhaps even the the TV show. We're like going to be reusing some of the podcasts and topics we're talking about to bring it into that. Um, I'd love to just like wrap up the show a little bit as we're coming up on the hour. From your perspective, um, let's let's create a scenario here. And we've got a brand that's always been traditionally B2B, brick and mortar, retail, um, or selling in that capacity. And they're interested in selling on Amazon. I got um, a great metaphor ready for you. Give it to me. Like, let them know what, what is Amazon selling 101? Um, what does this brand need to be thinking about? Do they need to hire you? Can they do it in-house? What, what's your thoughts around? What Zero percent chance of success doing it in-house. Zero percent. Like, like the sophistication level that is up right now is rocket science. Like, okay, so I presented on Helium 10's Elite um, today, and, and, and I only share this to, to tell the story. My wife, who has got an English degree, She's actually right here. Come, come walk over in the podcast for a sec. She's like waving me off. No, no, I won't do that. Um, but uh, <laughs> so, so I show her my presentation, right? 40 slides on SEO, the most in-depth three-phase SEO plan you've ever seen in your life, right? Like my best work on SEO. I love that. And I, and I send it to her and she says, this looks like brain surgery. <laughs> That's that chest coaching coming out in you. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's now like walking slowly out of my office and, and wondering why she came to grab garbage for garbage day. It's trash day. <laughs> but but well, uh, I'm to do that SEO slide deck. It sounds like it was fire. 
Yeah, it was, it, I mean, it's solid. Like, by the way, I, I give anybody out my SOP for my SEO phase one. Um, if you go to, I'll, I'll give you a link to put in the show notes. hundred uh, percent. We give this stuff out. I love it. Um, all right. So I promised you a metaphor. I gave you a better story than the metaphor, but, but the metaphor is this. If you are a B2B company trying to go B2C, that is like running a Costco where all of your things are nice, neat pallets and then transferring over into a Kroger where it's clean up on aisle seven every sing single day. Good luck. If you don't know how to run B2C and you're a B2B company, it will be a transplant. It will be a brain transplant, a heart transplant, and a gut and kidney transplant all at the same time. Good luck. You I must hire an expert. I, that is another mic drop. We did one earlier. That's another one. I haven't heard that metaphor in that way, but it works. It 100% works. And it is. It's 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 rocket science in a way. And as as we go each year, it's not too late to be on Amazon. But there is a next level of sophistication now than the year before. And, um, you know, it's guys like, let's say you're running a brand and I'm running the competitor's brand. For example, let's say we're both selling um, starch, right? Because Faultless Starch is a local brand here in Kansas City that we took them from B to B to B to C. We did the transplant. We did the heart transplant. It took us about two years. We're, we just hit a million this year. We're over a million, um, but it's been years in the making. Okay. Um, we had to think about the way they package things, how they display them, like, you know, all that kind of stuff there. They need to create a, uh, they needed software in house that would allow them to have multiple warehouses instead of one location um, because they're sending inventory off and all kinds of crazy things that come up um, in that rocket science kind of way. Um, and it's been, it's been a bit of a heart transplant to, um, you know, to get that going. But, uh, you know, if we, if I'm working on a faultless starch and you're working on a faultless starch, uh, it's two scientists, data scientists, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, optimizing. And it's not, you're not doing malicious things. It's not ads running against each other. It's literally like, I'm trying to optimize my brand's listings and their SEO and their advertising strategy and their follow-up customer engagement strategy. And what's their off Amazon doing? And are we coordinating with them? Um, and you're doing the same. Um, and is your IT guy going to be at that level? That's the I, question. You know, I wish the utopian society that you just described existed, but instead, it's the Chinese hacking your accounts. It's the Chinese putting in heroin and cocaine leaves into your keywords into your Canada Canada account using insider traders over at Amazon. Like, like it isn't just simply smarts against smarts these days on Amazon. In fact, you're fighting against fraud bribery, product development, and everything else that it does take to run a business. So um, I, I reveal all of this kinds of communication and, and, and really go straight into the weeds on this because it, Amazon is not passive income by yeah. any stretch. And so if you want to hustle here, guys, be prepared to fail countless times. Every three products you launch, one will succeed. Best case scenario. So even if, even if you have a company like mine behind you, honestly, yes. Um, even if you have a company like mine behind you, where we're, I'm, I'm keeping you from 40% of the mistakes or 50% of the mistakes that's going to happen. You'll save them hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they will still have products that flop because the competition is too stiff or the product doesn't resonate or the price is too high. There's something that will always go wrong. You can't control everything. Right. So it's a mixture of marketing product presentation, understanding catalog, understanding SEO, understanding advertising, um, understanding competitor analysis, um, you know, 
with a marketing agency or an Amazon agency, let's, let's be specific, an Amazon agency, you're getting a team that does all of that. You're getting a team that's bringing all those different aspects to your business and, and trying to help you understand them um, and navigate it. And, uh, you know, Marknology is more tailored. It's, it's less to the, the, the guys or the guys or growls trying to like launch a couple of private label products or launch a product and create a brand and more toward the brands that are existing, you know, and trying to launch into e-commerce for the first time. So a lot of them have assets and brand, you know, brand to bring. Um, they got equity. They have equity, right? It's still a massive challenge even for them. So if you're a, if you don't have equity coming in, just assume that you have, a, you know, a second battle to fight essentially to create that, um, you know, and stand out. And all that being said, like, um, I'm still very positive about Amazon and what can be accomplished there. That, that was the next, that was the last comment I was going to try and leave on because um, while, expectations. while I'm keeping it real and I'm admitting all of the challenges that you're about to face, it is still the best opportunity of our lifetime. The next two years on Amazon are going to be incredible. Um, the amount of sales and velocities are unparalleled, cannot replicate this anywhere else. Just not possible. And that's the reason why there's equity and money coming into this business sector right now. Amazon businesses, if you if you own an Amazon business right now, do not sell this year. Hold on to it for two years. The business is going to be worth probably two times as much by the time this is all said and done. Unless you're selling to me and then sell. <laughs> sell now. Uh, you know, um, that's that's one of my goals is to acquire a couple more companies myself, buy and hold. And, um, you know, I don't plan to exit either. So why not use my agency to, to grow, you know, stuff I'm doing already? The number one reason you should exit right now is if you're not prepared to get more sophisticated. Sell it to somebody who is prepared to be more sophisticated. That is the right time to exit if that describes you. I love that. That's really good advice. Um, if you're not prepared to get more sophisticated. Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest things in my sales process is, um, and mine's a little bit longer than one page, I'll be honest, because it's not really the proposal. It's more so just the courting process, um, because I just want you know, whoever's engaging with us to have very clear expectations about what it takes to win on Amazon. And if we're not on the same page, we're not going to be a great fit. You know, so it's, it's a lot of that expectation building that expectation relationship building around, um, you know, so if we get in there and kill expectations, we're dominating, um, but they don't think that it's just going to be like, I'm going to put my products up and all of a sudden, I'm going to be doing a million in sales on Amazon. That is correct. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's like, I don't want that to be your expectation. Um, you know, that's not what it takes. It takes investment. It takes investment into advertising that's not always profitable. Um, it takes learnings. It takes, you know, A-B testing and trying different things, trial and error. Let's try three packs. Let's try variety packs. Let's, you know, we have to figure out what works um, if you put that product up and it's not working. So, um, no, I love this and I can talk about it all day, Steve. And I promise you, like, uh, I don't usually, I'm not usually getting to go back and forth with someone that understands my space as well as I do um it's been uh you know it's been really enlightening and it's been uh you know real comfortable real comfortable to talk about i i, I likewise i say the same thing um i do want to drop one piece of advice unsolicited here if you don't have a trademark today or you're launching a second brand and you need a you need a trademark for a second brand now is the best time you could never have asked for a better time to file a trademark um and and special plug for for my amazon guy here we are selling trademarks for 775 bucks and you can get your brand registry in under seven days. Do not need the IP Accelerate anymore. This is all breaking news, changed in the last two or three weeks. So go buy a trademark. We'll give you a link to check it out. All No additional fees. We'll give you the serial number within one business day. 
Where can people uh, where can people find um, that link? I'll have it in the links or whatever. Yep. I've got if you go to, if your- you're only listening verbally and you can't read, go to myamazonguy.com and under the services drop down, trademark services. So um, that includes the USPTO filing fee. If we fail to get your trademark to go live, we'll communicate with the USPTO. That's like that's it. That's all the fees right there. I love it. And that's really clean. Um, I know that I've got trademarks for my own company. I paid a lot more than $775. So that's a home run deal. And for anyone that doesn't know, because you're just, you know, you're just listening in and you're just hearing about Amazon um, for the first time, uh, as far as like, you know, what it takes to be on here, a trademark in regards to the Amazon world is not just for protection, like you would think as far as people being able to use your stuff. It is, but it also gives you access to a lot more marketing collateral and um, tools to be able to market your brand on Amazon. So we talked about the two things that are important, which is getting people there and then converting them. Um, and your trademark plays a part in both of those from headline ads to A plus pages and storefronts and things like that that allow you to do more storytelling. So um, I, I concur with Steven's advice. If you're thinking about where to start and, and what to do this year, there's never been a better time get a trademark um, when it comes to Amazon. Uh, you're going to want to be able to play with the big boys. And to do that, you need one. And and once you have that brand registry, A-plus content, get that next. <laughs> exactly. A-plus pages, storefronts, um, you know, all that brand building, storytelling we're talking about happens in that space. Um, and, you know, without being too technical, um, it's just a game changer when it comes to converting. Uh, you know, we've got client after client after client that's in the 30, you know, 20 to 40 percent conversion rate range. Um, and it, it really comes down to just optimizing it to the to the nth degree um, in those A plus pages and things like that. So I, I know I got a little technical there. One last time, um, you know, where can people find you? I've got the website up, Stephen. As we're signing off, where can people find you? LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, let's let them know. Every every domain name slash my Amazon guy. So subscribe to us on YouTube slash my Amazon guy. I give very specific tutorials on how to deal with things. I have beginner tutorial playlists, I have advanced tutorial playlists, advertising playlists, SEO, you name it. Um, Podcast.myamazonguy.com if you prefer to um, to do it through audio. Uh, and then myamazonguy.com. And anybody who goes to my website and contacts us, I read every single one of those com- comments, every single one. You can also email me help at myamazonguy.com. Steven, it's been awesome. I know we're going to stay connected. Uh, I'll probably see you at a speaking event or on a podcast or a panel soon. Well, again, uh, I, you're a guest on my podcast tomorrow, so I look forward to it. All right. I love it. Um, for everybody tuning in, I'll make a post. I'll, I'll send you where to where to find us. Um, we're going to be on a podcast. We're going to be talking more about Amazon. I'll share some more of my stuff. I'm sure Stephen will still share more of his. If you're interested in this space at all, um, you know, uh, jump in, jump into the chats. We have a chat here on Startup Hustle. But just like you, Stephen said, you know, on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever, I respond to everything myself. Um, so I would love to talk to you. I'd love to hear from you. Um, there's no, there's no dumb questions when it comes to Amazon. So, um, you know, love creating relationships around this space. Well, it was a pleasure being on. Thank you so much for having me. Steven, thank you so much for your time, brother. We'll see you guys. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.